This is First Up on TSN 1050. first, you're last. Welcome back, everybody. This is First Up. Last hour First Up is brought to you by Lease Busters. They will rescue you from your car lease. Lease Busters, heroic, maybe helpful, totally. People would love to take over your car lease. For your lease relief, go to leasebusters.com. Carlo, before we go to the winners of the weekend, it's we're going to consider it an extended weekend like the Christmas weekend. I get it. Today's Wednesday, but it kind of feels like the end of the weekend for a lot of people out there. I have a question for you. I don't know if we should do this as a poll question, but is Peter Horacek the opposite of the new coach bounce? He took over. <laughs> he took over in Florida after um, after they fired Kevin Deneen, and he went twenty six, thirty six, and four. So a winning percentage of under forty. Then, as we know, Randy Carlisle, good one, Randy, gets fired on January seventh, two thousand and fifteen. Here comes good Peter one, Horacek. Randy. Good one, <laughs> Peter Horacek. In forty two games, won nine of them. He went nine twenty eight and five, a winning percentage of under twenty two percent. That's not good, eh? Yikes. Is Peter Horacek the living embodiment of the opposite of new coach bounce? Yes, he is. He is the he's the guy you bring in when you want to officially tank. Yes, is what he is. You know what though. Peter Horacek meant we get to see, does Austin Matthews get 50 and 50? The man's got like 28 goals and I think like the 30 games he's played. And we can thank Peter Horacek and the small part he played in ensuring that the Maple Leafs won the draft lottery that year. Yeah. He he probably deserves to get a Christmas bonus every year. For, yeah, me, for making that happen. Thanks. Eh? <laughs> we could put the nine twenty eight and five on a banner at uh, at the ACC. All right, we do this every after every weekend. Today's a bit of a different one. It's on Wednesday. Eh, what are you going to do? It's time for winners of the weekend. I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to lose. The weekend is over. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Ah, but don't fret. You're this is Winners of the Weekend. Carlo, I will start with you. Your winners of the weekend would be. Okay, so let me start first personally. Both of my fantasy teams, congratulations to the Toronto Pigeons. Yes, that's my fantasy this team. This is so name. self-indulgent. No one cares For about your making fantasy team. The no fantasy one cares about finals. your fantasy team. Well, I, my fantasy teams are winners of the weekend, Matthew. So this is the winners of the weekend segment. So you sit there and you shut up and you listen to me. Um, yes, absolutely. There it is. Um, how about the... Um, the Michigan goals that were winners of the weekend. First time in NHL history where we saw two Michigan goals on the exact same night, both by Connor Bedard and by Trevor Zegras. And the best part about the Trevor Zegras one was during warm-ups, he was interviewed by a ringside reporter, and she had asked as a Christmas gift if he could go out and score 
one of those lacrosse or Michigan goals for. And lo and behold, he goes out and does it. So that was yeah. a big night for the NHL. Shout out to both of those guys for for doing what they did, um, scoring those crazy highlight real goals. And my last winner of the weekend, Matthew, I was trying to find the guy's name, but I can't really find it. But did you see the gentleman who put a $5 anytime touchdown parlay in that won $500,000 when Christian McCaffrey scored his touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens? Let me read you the list of players that needed to score a touchdown. Najee Harris, Gabriel Davis, Jameer Gibbs, DK Metcalf, Jerome Ford, Chris Rodriguez... The Washington <laughs> Commanders running sure. back. Sure. Jonathan Taylor, Calvin Ridley, James Conner, Raheem Mostert, Javante Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, DeAndre oh Swift, God. and Christian McCaffrey. The parlay odds were plus 9,787,560. Oh $5 paid just under $500,000. So shout out to that guy who won that parlay. Imagine being the sports book monitoring that like right near the end, like right oh. when McCaffrey crossed the uh, across the goal line. That's incredible. Um, yes. You know what? Let's mix, let's mix up the order. That's a good one, Carlo. Uh, let's go to Al's brother. Uh, your winners of the weekend. Hopefully they don't include your fantasy team. No, because my fantasy team are a bunch of losers and didn't get anything done for me this weekend or last weekend. So definitely not my fantasy team. Uh, I will give a, my winners of the weekend. How about the, the Detroit Lions fans? They've yes. gone my entire lifetime. I have never been alive for the Detroit Lions to win a division title. They finally did it, ending their uh, – their. it's the longest division title drought in NFL history, I believe – as well so congratulations to lions fans and the detroit lions it's, that's a hard that's a tough football team like, biting off kneecaps well. buddy they are that's biting right off kneecaps that's yes. right and, and we'll see how long uh you know how far they can go but uh winning the division definitely a good first step uh how about fraser minton named captain for team canada got a phone call from the captain john tavares too to announce that he was going to be the captain of, of Team Canada. So that's pretty cool. Leafs, you know, prospect uh, getting the captaincy honors. And Ty Nelson will stick with the Canadian Royal Juniors. Bit of an unfortunate situation, obviously, for Tristan Luna, who got injured in one of the pre-tournament games. But that leaves an opportunity for another player to come and play for Team Canada. Ty Nelson, who a lot of people thought should have made the team and was somewhat of a surprise cut from the team, mm-hmm. gets the call. He now is on Team Canada, and he is uh, over there. I believe he arrived, like, on Christmas Day, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Christmas Eve, and he's with the team now. So pretty cool situation for Ty Nelson. He definitely was a winner this weekend. My winners of the weekend, the Washington Commanders, with a heroic narrow loss to the Jets, followed by a heroic narrow win by the Patriots, means that Washington has the number three pick in the NFL draft. Winners of the weekend, quarterbacks no one thought about in September. Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, those two combined for almost for over nearly 700 yards passing, both getting wins. Browns got the five seed, Tampa's got the four seed. Winners of the weekend, people who don't like Kevin Durant. 
people like me. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns lost to Sacramento and Dallas. They are now outside of the play-in tournament. And finally, winners of the weekend, Ja Morant was just named the Western Conference Player of the Week. Since his return, the team has not lost. He put up 30 and 31, respectively, and wins over Atlanta and the Pelicans. And those are my winners of the weekend. All right, Carlo, we're going to do this. I'm going to ask you questions, and I want you to give very short answers. Are you ready? I was born ready, Matthew. Let's rock. Are you still alive in your fantasy uh, in your fantasy leagues? Yes, I'm in the finals in both. So leagues. you are in the finals that. next yes. week. Who are your top two or three players that you are going to be counting on next week to bring home the championships for you? Well, I have the combo of Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans that have been a dynamic nice. duo all season. Mm-hmm. I've got Jameer Gibbs yep. and my boy Sam Laporta. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, so like Lions rookies going up against Dallas this week, and the surprise of Baker Mayfield, 26 touchdowns and only eight interceptions. He's averaging well over seven yards a pass, 64% completion percentage. Mike Evans is the most is is the least celebrated productive player in the NFL. Every year he gets you over 1,000 yards. He has yeah. 13 touchdowns, 1,100 yards this year. Mike Evans, he's won a Super Bowl. <sighs> he is criminally, criminally, did I say that right? Yeah, underrated. Yeah, so those are the guys I'll be banking on this week. My, I, my concern for you, the Lions, they got the division. They're going to have a home playoff game. Uh, do they take the foot off the gas? taking on an angry Dallas team that could have won that great game against Miami. That was a great game. Mm-hmm. They, you know, Dak Prescott had the winning touchdown pass until it wasn't the winning touchdown pass. My concern for you, Carlo, is does Detroit sort of take the foot off the gas against a very good Detroit, uh, Dallas defense next week? Yeah, it's. I mean, what, what I hope for is Dallas blows them out and there's garbage points, right? Oh, the, there it the, is. The, the, the comeback, uh, the three-touchdown yeah. comeback garbage points where you got yes. prevent defense that's being played by the Cowboys and you just racking up points. Fantasy football is the worst. Because it's not the worst. It's the it best. Is. It's, it's, what we, <laughs> it's what we do. Like, I got David Mc, I have David Montgomery. So I've got to root for a close game because in a blowout, then it's just like garbage completions to Jamar Gibbs mm-hmm. and David Montgomery's probably sitting on the side. Are you in the finals in your league? I uh, my league's different. We go right to the end of the season, oh, and so it's you just most cumulative points. points right till the end of the season. So yeah, David Montgomery is a big, big deal for me. No. Um, but yeah, the, like the Baker Mayfield and the Joe, like the Joe Flacco one, and. You know, Jason Dude, Logan what Joe cover- Flacco is doing is incredible. Like, I was talking to my buddies about this the other day. We were watching the, yeah. the Baltimore and San Fran game, and I go, guys, this is why I asked Jason Logan this question earlier when we had him on the show from covers. Like, we all want to praise, like, the Baltimores, the Miamis, the, the Buffalo Bills, the San Francisco 49ers, like the team that the, everybody in the public falls in love with. What the Cleveland Browns have been doing all season. Remember, second game of the season, they lost their best, their, their top running back. Yeah. Okay. 
They've had to navigate all season with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. Finally, he goes out. Then they got Dorian, Thompson, Robertson, P.J. Walker. These guys were winning football games for this team. They signed Joe Flacco, who was sitting on his couch, eating Ruffles potato chips and drinking root beer and having chicken nuggets at night from McDonald's. This guy's coming in and playing at an MVP level. Like We talk about comeback player of the year. Everyone wants to hand it to DeMar Hamlin. Joe Flacco right now, what he's doing with the numbers that he's doing, putting up every year, with that defense, with the way Cleveland can play defense, and the way, like, we didn't even give Amari Cooper a winner of the weekend. Did you see how many yards this guy had? He took yes, over he 250 turned. yards receiving. He destroyed people's fantasy leagues with 11 catches for 265 yards and two touchdowns. Like, there's always an underdog story that comes out. Like, why can't the Cleveland Browns be that underdog story with the way they play defense and the way Joe Flacco is playing quarterback for them right now? The question is, and the odds you were getting at, it makes sense. Throw down five bucks on it. Can Cleveland also survive the two Flacco turnovers he's going to do every week? But he's throwing it deep. He's the he's, he's he's been better than Deshaun Watson ever has as a Cleveland Brown. Right. Of course, that's a that's a very small bar to to clear. All right, we got to take a break. On the other side, by the way, Mitch McDonald's, Carlo, true or false? Were you rocking some McDonald's yesterday? Hardcore McDonald's yesterday. More on just what the hell was Carlo doing the day after Boxing Day? That is a day for fasting, not of the Koliakovo. Who's hungry? Who's hungry? Who's hungry? <laughs> nice job, Marissa. You got to really hear this meal okay. that we'll I do it destroyed the, yesterday for McDonald's. Let's do that on the other side. Hot sports talk right here on First Up. I wonder how Taylor Swift felt watching the Kansas City Raiders game going, wait a minute. How is my boyfriend's team losing to them? Wait, that Raider quarterback hasn't completed a pass since the first quarter? How are we losing to them? Do you, but do you know what's funny? Ed about this is first up. I'm Matthew Cos. That's Carlo Koliakovo. Do you think a year ago, Taylor Swift realized um, at some point I'm going to be quietly resenting Kadarius Tony for what he's doing to my boyfriend's team? Like, <laughs> Kadarius Tony was never in the brain of Taylor Swift until she started dating the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, when when uh, Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift finally decide to get married and start a family, their first kid's mm-hmm. name is going to be Kadarius. Just a it reminder of that. Be. Yes. Yes, it, it, that I feel pretty good on FanDuel minus you know minus a cabillion. Um So, <laughs> Carlo, I, I got to tell you, I know this is something we shouldn't admit because we do sports radio, but last night for me, I'm like, okay, I get to ta- I get to take a break from sports. Because we had so much on the 23rd, the 24th, the 25th. So that, like, last night, all I was really monitoring was the Brooklyn Nets and Detroit. Mm. And then when the Pistons lose 27 in a row, and, you know, they might set the all-time, all-time record. They set the all-time record for within a season of consecutive losses. But beyond that, I kind of took the night off. I kind of took the night off sports. What, What was yesterday like for you? Well, uh, it started with, you know, sleeping in in the morning, getting up for the Canada game. Yeah. And just just binge lounging, right? The weather was awful. It was kind of one of those, like, movie days, 
right? Where you yeah. st- it's cl- cloudy outside, you pop in a movie, you just sit in your lounge. Well, I instead found myself, you know, uh, invested in a 3,500-piece Lego set that my son wanted me to build because he wants to do this, like, like Lego city in on one of the Lego tables that he has downstairs in the basement. And this set has four or five of the popular New York towers. So anyways, I spent most of my day doing that. And it was just more of just vegging around until dinner time came around. And my wife's like, my in-laws were over. Uh, they're like, what do you guys want to do for dinner? And I'm like, guys, who's thinking about food right now? Like, we just spent three days in a row eating. So my wife went out yesterday to pick up some stuff to make for um, a big uh, lunch spread that we have today planned for some people that we have coming over. And while she was out, I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't want to cook. There's probably nothing in the fridge right now. So I messaged my wife and said, just grab McDonald's for all of us and that'll be our dinner. My kids were excited about it. And so they get they each get a Happy Meal. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't had McDonald's in forever. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing my go-to McDonald's post-bar, post-party, you know, um, order. Big Mac meal with a 10-piece nugget. And so... (laughs) My wife comes home, she brings the meal, everyone gets their their orders and stuff, and we're missing a Big Mac. Uh-oh. They forgot to put my Big Mac oh, no. in, the, in the order. So, and me and my father-in-law both ordered Big Mac meals. So there was two Big Macs that were missing, and uh, me, me and my father-in-law are looking at my wife, we're like, well, you're going to go back and get it? Like, <laughs> so... Thankfully, she went back. It was just down the street. They went back. They 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 said that they for, she said that they forgot to put it in, and she ended up coming home with just the Big Macs. And shout out to McDonald's for honoring that, because you know who's Hold to on. say that? Shout out to Gina for going back to get. And your shout Big out Mac. to Gina. Yes. And so yeah, last night was a clinic with. McDonald's. It was a Big Mac meal with a ten-piece nuggets, and man, was it good! <laughs> I can't. I, honestly, I like Al's brother shaking his head. I'm the same way. Like Boxing Day, all I am is full. Like all I was like, too, man. I was too. You, I was hungry. All I had was like time. carrots because I yeah. just had three straight days of blocks of food. Like, yeah. like, have you ever heard of breakfast lasagna, where it starts with a base of like um. Of yeah, the, of, like, of, uh, <laughs> we do yeah. morning show, Matt, Matthew. There's no breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's whenever you're hungry, you eat what you want. <laughs> like just so full. I could not have done McDonald's yesterday. It was basically just like carrots and a tiny bit of leftover stuffing, yeah. and that was that was it for me. Um, and I'm not shaming you. I, I mean, good on you for being able to uh, to do that. Like. I'm uh, I, I still feel full, but at the same point, I've had eggnog in my coffee this morning. So maybe that's why maybe that's why I'm full. Yeah, maybe I can see it all over your shirt, too. <laughs> I did actually yeah, right there. <laughs> it's so bad. During one of our segments, I went to tip my coffee cup and just I just spilled on my yeah, T-shirt. It's all I'm over like, your shirt. I know. Yeah. Like, I hope no one. I'm like, this is not what adults do. Adults just, don't just dump coffee. Trust me. Yeah. But yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I know, Jamie. I'm I'm aware yeah. of that. I so know thankfully, that. thankfully, which is you know what Boxing Day always presents, you know the yeah. World Juniors in Europe, 
in uh, in Sweden, you get the early morning hockey games, which is yeah. fun thing to wake up to. I mean, Canada yeah. is going to uh, play at uh, one at, o'clock, uh, today one o'clock against, Latvia. against Latvia. So, you know, we got G- Germany and Finland on right now. Um, we've got another game uh, between Canada and Finland. So, uh, good early morning hockey to get your day going. Wow. And then, uh, you know, it's slate of hockey tonight. Hockey's back in the NHL. Leafs. Yep. Host the the uh, Ottawa Senators tonight in the next generation game. Mm-hmm. It must I don't know if many people are aware that tonight is the next generation game, where it's obviously a lot of kids that are featured in the game. And I'm kind of disappointed because the next generation game was usually afternoon games. That's right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and hey, yeah. hey, if you want to bet on uh, player props, Mitch Marner has always had a breakout game on next gen games. So maybe Mitch Marner is a good By player the- prop to, to focus on today. By the way, my FanDuel best bets involve Mitch Marner. But coming up on the other side, Raptors reporter Josh Lewenberg and the shame of this Raptors season. Siakam just played his 500th NBA game. His story is an incredible one. It's an inspirational one. Yet the season is so bad, we're all rooting for Siakam to get traded as the key to salvation for this organization. And that is a shame. And we chat about that and more Raptors next. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. I just said Gameplay. This is first up. I am your co-host, Matthew Cause, in for Aaron Korolnik. That is Carlo Koliakovo. I'm jumping the gun. Joining us now, Raptors beat reporter at TSN Sports, TSN 1050. It is Josh Lewenberg. Happy holidays. Good morning, Josh. What's up, Cause? How's it going, guys? Hey, buddy. Doing well. Doing well. Um, I'm going to apologize. Carlo has about 12 Washington Wizards Raptors related question to the game tonight. He wants to he Bring wants it. to break down all the X's and O's. I don't know if we'll have time to get to all of it. But where I, I kind of want to start here is I feel bad for Pascal Siakam. He just played in his 500th game. His story, his development, his rise is an incredible, unique, inspirational story. Yet it feels like all Raptor fans are in the same place. We can't celebrate him because we all want him traded because it feels that's the that's the number one way for this team to get better and to reset is by trading someone that you can get a lot back for. And I guess the point here, Josh, is this season's gone so bad that we've gone from celebrating Siakam to hoping he gets moved, and I feel dirty about it, but that's just the truth. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for him for a few reasons. Basically, he's been in limbo for two years, having to hear his name in trade rumors, which can't be easy. I mean, I think, like, at some point, you just kind of learn to brush it off. But these guys, like, they read, they they hear what's going on. And, I mean, for the most part, that was the entire summer for Pascal Siakam is hearing about Atlanta and Indiana, Sacramento, all of these teams that were reportedly in the mix for, for trading for him. Um, and, and then, of course, the contract situation. Being in a contract year is tough, but then especially for a player of his caliber, like this, this is almost unprecedented in today's NBA to have a two-time all-star, two-time all-NBA guy. I mean, like, listen, is he a true number one? No, probably not. But I, I think at worst, most people would agree he's a top 
20, top 30 player in the NBA. And guys like that just, like, they don't go to free agency anymore. Guys like that that are in a contract year, they sign extensions. And not only has he not signed an extension, he hasn't even been offered an extension. You can also sort of understand it from the Raptors' side of things, too, at least the extension part of it, where you bring in a new coach, you're playing in a new system, you're coming off of a really disappointing year, which, as it turns out, maybe wasn't so disappointing. 41-41, they may have overachieved last year based on the personnel, but we'll say that it was a disappointing year just based on their expectations. So I can understand why they would kind of want to see how things would go this year before committing to Siakam or anybody else. But, yeah, for, for Siakam to have to kind of just tune all of it out and focus on the job, it, it has to be difficult. And to his credit, he has done a really, really good job of it. He has been an absolute professional since day one of training camp. Being around him, you would have no idea that any of this is going on. Uh, so I, I give him a lot of credit. And hopefully for his sake and for the Raptors' sake, they figure this thing out sooner rather than later. And I do think at some point they've got to figure it out. Um, yeah, it, it would be unfortunate, I, I would think, for this to continue to play out into the off season when he becomes a free agent and they run the risk of losing him for nothing. Um, so hopefully it gets figured out here sometime over the next couple months leading up to the February 8th trade deadline, whether they trade him or extend him. I think one of those two things needs to happen. Josh, help us understand what happened Saturday night. The Raptors looked like they were in complete control of that game. They had a 17-point lead, and then they get outscored by 20 in the fourth quarter. And Dirk Oryakovic, after the game, says, well, it's not like I can call on somebody like Steph Curry to come off the bench and help save the game for us. In your eyes, what went wrong for the Raptors, and what did you make of that comment? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Steph's not walking through the door. He's not wrong. Um, I'm surprised he said it. Um, I'm surprised he said it. I, I do think, like, it, it points the finger at the front office, right? Like, he's, he's got the pieces that he has to work with, nothing more, and he can only do what he can do with those pieces. Is he doing everything he can with those pieces, though? That's the question. It's interesting because after that game, and pretty much ever since, like, I can't help but thinking about Nick Nurse and everything that went wrong last year. Um, and ultimately, Nurse was the sacrificial lamb. He was the scapegoat coming off of last season. And, and as I just mentioned, like, it's interesting now looking back in hindsight because 41 and 41 coming off of, like, a pretty good year the, the season before seemed like a disappointment. And then there were all these things like about Nurse that people started to get really irritated about. I I think one was like the style of play, right? Like it it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. Um, They would give the ball to Siakam. He would (laughs) dribble out the the clock pretty much. And and that was their offense in the half court anyway. And they would kind of muck up the game. They would try to maximize possessions. Um, through forcing turnovers, crashing the offensive glass. But they needed to play that way because of the personnel. Nurse was right. Like, if you're not going to be a good shooting team, if you're not going to be able to score in the half court, get as many possessions as possible. It makes sense. People were on Nurse about his minutes distribution, overplaying the starters and underplaying the bench. But guess what? He was right. Like, based on the personnel – 
they had to play that way in order to try and win as many games as possible. And that's what Nurse was trying to do, is win as many games as possible. And I think as a result of playing that way, like I said, I, I think they may have overachieved just based on the personnel last year. So is Darko doing everything he can to win games? No, I, I don't think that he is right now because I do think the ceiling for this team is somewhere around the 500 mark and they're well below the 500 mark at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I think there are things It's interesting because like, I, I don't know how much of it is his fault. He was brought in essentially to be the anti-nurse in a lot of ways, like play a different style of basketball. Okay, well, that's great, but they don't have the personnel to do that. Play the bench. That's great, but they don't have the personnel to do that. And I also think, like, one of the things that's been very different from the, the Nick Nurse days is, like, the lack of experimentation. Of course, Nurse was, like, the mad scientist, whereas Darko was all about, like, find your lineups, stick with the lineups. There's been a few tweaks here and there, but for the most part, he's sticking with his groups. And there's some merit in that, certainly, in that, like, okay, we'll try to let them build chemistry and see where it goes. But at this point, like, the sample size is big enough. The starters do not work. A lot of these bench units he's using, they do not work. So in that sense, like, that's where the frustration, I think, comes in, where, like, no, they don't have Steph Curry, but that doesn't mean you can't try some new things and see what works. At the end of the day, though, like, he can mix and match, and I think maybe this is the point he's making. He can mix and match, and all of a sudden they're not becoming a playoff team. Maybe they get a few extra wins here and there, but at the end of the day, like, how much is that worth to you as an organization to try and squeeze out a few more wins? I do agree, though. If Steph Curry was on the Raptors, they would probably have a better record. Um, Josh, let's look ahead. I know we can't do that. The Raptors taking on Washington tonight. But tomorrow, the Pistons <laughs> play Boston. The Celtics will probably win that game. Then it's the Pistons versus the Raptors, where the Pistons have the chance of breaking the 76ers' all-time record for consecutive losses. How scared are you of the Raptors-Pistons game? I'm not scared. I'm looking forward to it. Probably more than I look forward to a Raptors game in a while. Oh, that's um, what they've done to you. They've broken you. They've broken me. But that, that, that happened a while ago. Um, yeah, wouldn't that be the cherry on top of this garbage Sunday? It's a loss to Detroit. Um, and the, the, the brilliant part of it at this point is, like, I think – like, it wouldn't shock anybody, certainly not, like, around this Raptors team, certainly not Raptors fans. If anything, I think they're almost expecting it. Um, yeah, that, that would be the tension in that building, especially, again, like, from the Raptors. Like, you're, you're probably at that, point, at that point not even playing to win. You're just playing not to lose, and nothing good can happen from that. Um, yeah, if you're Detroit, you probably have that game circled right now as a chance for a win because, I mean, I think a few things. People are, are definitely sensing the vulnerability from this Raptors team right now, but also, and this is maybe the most, like, disheartening thing for the Raptors is that in addition to the fact that, like, they don't have an identity right now, they don't know who they are. We don't know who they are, so they certainly don't know who they are. If you ask them, they probably tell you, well, they're a defensive team, but – they're, I believe, 17th in defense on the season, so just below average. And then over the last month, the span in which they've lost 10 of 13 games, they're 26th in defense. So they are not a defensive team. It used to be that you play the Raptors, you knew, even when they weren't that talented a couple of years ago, you knew that you were just going to get a fight, the resiliency. They were going, it was going to be a 
tough, gritty game. They were going to make you work for it. And that is not the case at all anymore. Like, this is a team that you want to play. They're not scaring anybody. So, yeah, if you're Detroit and you're in the middle of a historic losing streak, you're probably looking forward to playing the Raptors over the weekend. Yeah, if ja, oh. if Dwayne Casey was the coach, it'd be an absolute lock. Oh, the Pistons yes. would win. <laughs> oh, my God. He's telling the organization. Yeah. Yep, that's true. That's true. Next to the highest-paid coach in the NBA, oh, Monty God. Williams. <laughs> hey, Josh, appreciate it. It's the Raptors versus Washington tonight. Uh, hopefully we get the joy of Scotty Barnes and a win, but all eyes are going to be on what happens with the Pistons tomorrow against Boston. And does that translate against the Raptors in the next game? Thanks so much, Josh. Happy holidays. Thanks for joining the show. To you guys as well. Happy New Year. Take care. Happy New Year to you. That is Josh Lewenberg. Um, Carlo, on the other side, my FanDuel best bets. That does include Mitch Marner. But someone is tweeting in about the, or one of the Christmas gifts that Leo got. And there are questions. We okay. have questions that need to be asked and be answered by you involving it. you, your son, Lego, and maybe a toy for 12 years old and up. We're going to get into all of that next right here on First Up. Today's best bets are powered by FanDuel. Make your picks and assemble a same-game parlay in seconds on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. This is first up by Matt Goss and Farron Karolnik. I'm going to take Mitch Marner to score a goal at plus 170. Of course, we all want to bet on Austin Matthews. I never take uh, anytime goal scorer when it's in the minus. But Marner, four shots against Columbus, scored the last time he took on Ottawa. That first line looked great against the Blue Jackets. I'll take Tim Stutzla. To score a goal at plus 230, he had the Why overtime did you say that? winner. Why did you say that with an angry German accent? Because I wanted to. <laughs> it's fun. Tim Stutzler, he will score at plus 230. He scored the overtime winner against Pittsburgh. Had a four-point game, and Ottawa's earlier win over Toronto this year. I don't even know what accent that is. That even sounds German. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Finally, I'll take Scotty Barnes to get a double-double against the Washington Wizards, who are horrible. He's done that six of his last ten games. Today's best bets are powered by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and find thousands of ways to wager. Please play responsibly, 19-plus, and physically located in Ontario. Carlo, someone was tweeting at us. Uh, I th they, they thought they found the box of uh, Lego that your son, who I believe is six years old, Leo, got for christmas it's like a new york city lego set and on the box it says for for uh for people that are 12 and over in age is this what someone some monster gave your six-year-old son as a christmas gift no i i sent you a picture of the one i actually got it's i know i know explain ages 14 plus and it's 3500 <laughs> pieces <laughs> like <laughs> who bought that for him what? I don't know. What? what like? Apparently, when plus. I when I asked my wife yesterday, as I'm doing it, because it's a lot of little pieces. Yeah. I asked my wife. I'm like, did he ask for this, or did somebody just think it was a good idea? Apparently, my son, because he's got a Lego table downstairs mm -hmm. in the basement, he yeah. wants to build 
like Lego towers. So he went into the store. He saw this. My son, when he sees something, he doesn't actually process, you know, the 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 sort of the the process of actually building it. He's just like, oh, that looks cool. I want somebody to build that for me, yeah. knowing that if he asks for it, he's gonna get it, and somebody will build it for him. Like myself, so <laughs> I um, I spent about six hours yesterday. I yeah. got through like the first oh like base God. layer of it, but yeah, oh there's, there's there's at least two thousand pieces still left in this thing that oh I need to put together. So that, that, that's your day. That, that, that's your day. Before you got you got uh, one o'clock Canada Latvia, yeah. and then after that you got Leafs and Senators, Raptors and Wizards at seven o'clock. So be ready with that remote control jumping back yeah. and forth. Um, and between that, it's just putting together a Lego? Pretty much. Who officially made the purchase? Was it you or Gina? It wasn't either of us. <laughs> oh, someone else got it. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was going to yeah, say, no. if it was Gina, it was, it was, part, of, it was part of his uh... Christmas gift list that, that he put, like, you know, people ask for, you know, the, the kids' list yeah. and stuff like that. And he put yeah. this on there. By the so. way, A.B., if you notice, Carlo's not giving up the name. He I'm is, not giving is, up the name. You're not giving up the name <laughs> that some of them might be listening because uh, you know that so we would probably judge and shame yeah. whoever. Uh, by the way, though, you know, I'm going the other way. It's so hard to buy for your nieces and nephews, and they, they never, like, sometimes it's hard because no one knows what to get anyone. If, if Leo said, get me that, I would have done the exact same thing, uh, but I would have felt guilty knowing, See, all right, Matthew? good luck, Carlo. Yeah. You're, you, that is such a cop-out because you have the easiest job in the world. Every kid has an – well, I'm going to say every kid – a lot of kids have iPads. A lot of kids uh-huh. have phones. A lot of kids uh-huh. play Roblox. A lot of kids buy Apple stuff. Like uh-huh. for you, like it's either it's one of two things. You ask for a gift list or you simply buy a gift card and say, here you go. You can go get yeah. whatever you want with this. We now. don't do gift card. Gift card is the lazy man's cowardly way out. I don't do gift cards. You got to put time and thought and See, but the thing is, it's not because there's actually more satisfaction for a kid getting a gift card because now they have money to go get what they want instead of trying to be happy with something you guessed that they wanted. No, it's a it's a risk. It's a you know what? We're out of time. We're <laughs> out, of, out time. of time. You know what? <laughs> we will debate this tomorrow at six a.m. The gift card, <laughs> cowardly gift or the proper gift for children. Hey. Uh, Al's brother, guest producing today. Thanks very much. Great job by you, sir. Thank you, boys. It was fun, and uh, enjoy the rest of your days. What's on yeah. the menu today, A.B.? Oh. Food-wise, actually, it's funny you say that. My my pops was, uh, he was making some, I think, honey, gar- no, dry garlic ribs. Oh. Marinating them overnight. They've been sitting no in the crock pot way. all night. And the smell is starting to come right now, too. So I was going to go back to Toronto today because I got to do gameplay tomorrow. And then uh-huh. he's like, oh, I'm going to be marinating these rims. You want to stay for dinner? I was like, hell yeah. yeah. Yes, sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, enjoy your day in Niagara. May I recommend Cassaba Syrah, local uh, winery. That would pair great with the ribs. Carlo, we will chat about gift cards tomorrow. Great job, 20 Fingers. Carlo, end the show in style, my friend. Will do, buddy. Ciao. Sweden defenseman Elias Ah. Ah. Sampson, son. (laughs) Time now.